Did you know that the brain, your brain, consumes about 20% of your body's calories, the energy that is burned to keep you alive? And the brain isn't wasteful either. It's really pretty good at conserving energy. These facts and others about the brain affect the way that people approach the consumption of video, the way that the brain decodes video, and it's crazy important to understand if you're in the business of creating moving pictures. That's going to be the topic today on Video Production Daily. Let's get to the important disclaimers right off the top. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm certainly not a proctologist. In fact, those are words that I do not know how to spell. I started Masters of Engagement to help video producers understand some of the psychology around video consumption. Not so that they can understand psychology, although it's really interesting, but so that they can make better video, because there is a certain amount of understanding that you need in the realm of psychology to make video, especially if your objective is to engage an audience. Understanding psychology is really going to help us acknowledge when video works and when video doesn't work and what we can do to our video to make it work better for the objectives of our clients and customers. The brain is focused on self-preservation. And that doesn't just mean keeping you alive, it also means reducing the total number of calories that you need to expend thinking. Video creators, we often celebrate the success of platforms like YouTube and Netflix. Video consumption is on the rise in almost all measurable categories. Certainly you can see it in internet traffic. Platforms like Facebook and Twitter are losing market share to apps like Instagram and TikTok. It can be super fun to celebrate these milestones as someone who works in the video production industry or someone who creates content and just acknowledge the amount of opportunity that that represents for us. Usually we don't talk about this other than to say video is trending, video popularity is growing on the internet. We don't usually spend the time talking about why video is trending. And the truth is that looking at pictures and looking at video allows the brain to consume information in a, in a way that's similar to observing the world around you. Watching video does consume fewer calories than doing something like reading, which is a much more active process in the brain. You can watch video quite passively. You push play and you kind of allow the brain to take a bit of a break as you consume the content. People really feel like they're actively engaged, but often watching video can be a bit of a passive experience. It's nice to assume the best in others and assume that people are making wise, rational decisions. And we especially love to assume that of ourselves, that we are making rational decisions. But the truth is the brain is doing a lot to conserve energy. We run a lot of our life on autopilot just so that those cells can burn fewer calories. Energy conservation is one reason why memory can seem so fleeting. And your life is really made up of a collection of habits. So affecting your positive or negative habits are the best way to get anything done rather than thinking that you're going to approach every situation independently and rationally. Speaking of running on autopilot, you probably need a quick musical interlude to remind you that you're listening to a podcast and that you're here to learn something about video. So what does all of this mean for video creators? Well, it probably means that one reason why people are choosing to watch video over text is that it's easier. There have been some really incredible studies that have taken place that show that people who watch educational videos or how-to videos, they leave an audience feeling really confident in their ability to accomplish the task that was shown. However, if you test their ability before and after, it doesn't always increase. Confidence and competence do not increase together. They do not slide up the scale together when people are consuming video. With that in mind, when you go to make a video, if you have a wide open slate, it might be better to focus more on the motivational factors rather than the educational factors. 
I believe it's really important to learn how to educate people using video. And knowing that that's not the natural thing for video to do when interacting with the brain means you need to think about how you go about that process of making people more informed. It also means that getting ideas communicated is more difficult than just expressing them in a video. It's essential that you understand the opportunity associated with storytelling. Storytelling represents massive opportunities in the world of video and connecting with people. People have been using stories to overcome the shortcomings of the evolved mind for as long as humanity has been in the game. Stories are really familiar to us, and because of that, they really create mental templates that we can use to hold information. They also allow us to access emotional centers in the brain that increase the ability to remember and motivate us to act. I'm speaking specifically about anecdotes or the retelling of events, but in addition to anecdotes, there are other story elements or patterns of plot that activate a story-like response in the brain. Joseph Campbell did incredible work defining the hero's journey and the details of plot that can be used in storytelling. If you understand what a hook is or an inciting incident is, you can use that in a video even if there is no anecdote represented. The same is true of conflict. When you have conflict or you have empathy for a character, all of those things are elements that you can use in your storytelling in video to have a massive impact on your audience. Quite possibly today's episode could go on forever because there's just so much to learn about the way that the brain decodes video. And there are tons of opportunities to come up with hypothesis on why your content will or will not impact the audience in the intended way. But I do think it's important as a video producer to have a hypothesis about how you're going to partner with the brain to get messages understood, to get things communicated. That's it for today. I look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. Thanks for joining Video Production Daily. One last note, you may wonder why these episodes are so short. My intention has always been to have a quick tip once a day. This brevity makes the podcast perfect for the Amazon Echo. You can now experience the podcast on your Alexa by enabling the skill Video Production Daily. It's part of your flash briefing. I would love to connect with you over there in the Amazon ecosystem.